and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, uh, Brenton Yates, and joined by uh, GRSA Racing Manager, Sean Matheson, Matho, uh, good to have you back, mate. Yes, Yatesy, good yeah. to be here. Great show last edition with uh, Lockie Stace and yourself. So, um, yeah, great show. And uh, the racing's been wonderful in South Australia. Some big feature races coming up this week and uh, yeah. plenty to talk about on the show. Yeah, well, the Bay Road Queen, it's a, a race for the stayers. So we'll check out uh, that race coming up on Thursday night. We had the heats, of course, last week. So we'll delve into that. Also, Sunday night at Gawler. Uh, a really big night out there. We've got the final of the Gawler Produce. So we'll not only uh, preview that, but we'll review as to how yep. it all panned out. So uh, plenty to look at and uh, we'll get stuck right into it on the dog. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, they're proud suppliers of uh, fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds uh, in the GAP prison programs. They are based right here uh, in South Australia, so visit their uh, website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for uh, for more information. Um, the Bay Road Queen, Matho, the yep. uh, heats from last week of the, uh, the Stayers Cup. Um, they were races four and five on the program last Thursday night, and the first of them was taken out by the uh, the really short price favourite, Zipping Neutron. Yeah, being terrific form, Zipping Neutron for Tim Aloisi. Uh, pretty good run too, forty two eighty five, fastest qualifier, small field suited in this heat because uh, he raced quite wide for a, a big part of the race and um, kept out of trouble. His last part of the race was really good, really strong to the line and. As mentioned, 42.85, got the job done. But he, he did just like to keep a bit wide. And I know that you've mentioned he sort of looks a bit new or a little bit sort of um, doesn't really maybe handle the bends as well here at Angle Park. What yeah, did you look, make? Oh, look, I thought you're right. I thought he covered a lot of ground. Um, and particularly out of the home straight and coming off the back the first time, uh, just doesn't appear to get around the bends as well as you'd like. But, boy, when... The straight part of the tracks there just flattens out and, and really accelerates strongly. So, um, yeah, look, box eight in the final, which we'll get to. Yeah. So drawn where it did in the heat. Uh, a really nice time. I think it's still got improvement if it can just be a little bit more tractable around those bends. Um, second Greyhound dashing jinx I thought was good. Ran home equally as well as zipping Neutron almost, uh, just looking at the replay. Yeah, chased home really well, actually. Uh, and I think even just prior to turning for home, I thought half a sneaky chance, yep. but then Zippy Neutron just sort of powered away the last little bit. A really good run for Clint Trengove. Probably a slightly disappointing Springvale Rex or led up for Gavin Harris. I thought, okay, he's we know Springvale Rex is strong and, and likes to lead and, and is good over the journey, but sort of got put pay to him just off the back straight. So hopefully a little bit more improvement for Gavin in yep. the final, um, but... But the first three obviously uh, got the job done, um, but take nothing away from the, from the winner. He was very good and, and as mentioned, fastest qualifier. Uh, the second heat also taken out by box eight. This was Springvale Bray. A bit of a different scenario here, though. Was able to show really nice early speed and yep. uh, led all the way for Mick Juniotis. Yeah, probably a slight surprise, Yates. He's been going really good for Mick, but it's been running placings, but showed really good speed. A nice looker as well, Springvale Bray, a yep. very handsome type. Uh, but yeah, was able to find the front, and really they had their chance to catch Springvale Bray throughout, throughout the race. 43.05. 
Zipping patch, I thought Yates, he lobbed third early on the rail, perfect position for um, Ashley Griffiths. And uh, we know this dog won the SA Distance Championship uh, back in April. So uh, ran home okay for second, probably felt it probably was slightly disappointing. But again, first run back for a little bit for the kennel. Um, and then Troy Intention was a bit of a, an eye-catcher. I know you sort of uh, mm. pointed out that the run of this dog, um, getting home really hard along the rails. Uh, was out the back early, but then really powered home. Yeah, and uh, look, one zipping patch lob where it did, I thought, well, the race is probably done there. Um, and yeah, I think there's improvement to come going into the final with that three weeks between runs. Uh, the, the other one was Troy Intention, who settled back, did yeah. get a fair way back. That's maybe the bit of a concern, but uh, gee, I thought was every bit as powerful as anything else, not only in that heat, but even the previous heat. Yeah. I, I really thought... Uh, found the line with some nice strength. So it uh, might be one to keep the eyes peeled for uh, in the, the final. We'll have a full preview of the uh, uh, Bay Road Queen final coming up soon as well. Um, now, we had the Gawler Produce. We had uh, uh, heats out there, or the two semifinals on Sunday night. And um, what did you make of this? So heat number, I think I've got the, uh, yeah, we've got the wrong way around here. Here we go. Uh, so heat <laughs> one was taken out by um, Fantastic Tommy, yep. who showed really good speed to get over and grab the front run, running 30.87. Yeah, really good speed, as you mentioned, Yates. We know that it's a, a short run at Gawler to the first turn, but uh, Fantastic Tommy was able to lead clearly yep. and then raced away into the back straight. And it was pretty much over by halfway. It was just a matter of how far Fantastic Tommy was going to win. Recorded a 30.87 time in leading throughout, which is definitely smart enough. Uh, Victor Monti for the Rasmussen team did a good job to hang on, I think, from, yep. from that inside draw. But I do think the inside draw did help Victor Monti here in push through. Could be King ran third. Yatesy just finding a little bit of trouble in his runs for the Ben Rawlings team. Again, found um, trouble. It began okay, actually, but, yep. but copped a check. Um, pretty much lost all winning chance as they entered the back straight. Did a good job to run home for third, but we know the ability could be King has got, but just finding that little bit of trouble midfield in his races. Um, and Silk Sonic qualified for the final on Sunday night for the Tim Richards team. Again, probably made use of the inside draw and was able to push up and, and run fourth. Um, but yeah, full credit to the winner. Showed that electric early and uh, and it was pretty much game over mid-race. Yeah, it could be Kings the improver, I think, out of the race. Um, I think you're right. Found all sorts of trouble. But the, the way he's able to cop that trouble and then rebalance, like that was some heavy hits yeah. on the first bend. And also going into the back, he copped some backwash as well. Balanced up, came again. I don't think if they ran in lanes on that particular night, he would have beaten Fantastic Tommy because I felt Fantastic Tommy was out and going. But yeah. I don't think... Tommy's drawn well in the final, so uh, we'll get to that. So that heat win or semi-win was a, a really nice effort, but I just think he's going to be found out a bit um, come come final time. Yep. Uh, the other one, semi-final number two, uh, really interesting finish to this race. I mean, once Kurong Cam crossed from the wide draw yeah. and set up a really nice mid-race lead, I thought, well, there's the race. But, gee, the last, I don't know what happened the last 10 or 15 metres, but see my future just really surged and yep. Kurong Cam stopped a bit and was grabbed right on the peg. Yeah, I think going into the race, um, drawing box eight, Coron Cam, I think because we know that he loves to just to get to the rail and, and it's why he started even money. I mean, he would probably start a lot shorter had he drawn a lot closer, but from box eight, was he able to get across? And he actually got across 
pretty well. He did, yeah. Um, he showed really good speed, got across and, and opened up a, a bit of a gap. See my future, again, the box draw helped with this dog for Tracy Amos. Drawing box one was able to kick up early and get that second spot into the back straight. But had to make up an, an awful lot of ground. And, and as you mentioned, um, turning for home, I thought, oh, Corey and Cam's got this. But then the last little bit, he sh- shifted wider, sort of, I wouldn't say got the staggers a little bit, but just was sort of paddling a little yep. bit in the middle of the track. And Semi Future really charged home yeah. along the inside. It was a it was a photo finish. I mean, yep. and Semi Future just um, nailed him on the line by a nose. Thirty eighty four. Full credit to both of those dogs. Um, the Rasmussen team with Victor Tony qualified um, in running third, and Boom Boom Jinx, who was a surprise winner in the heat the week before, yep. put up another good performance to to run fourth um, in the event. But you know, Coron Cam. Um, we'll talk about it in the final when we talk about the produce final. I think he he led from box A. He's drawn box three in the final when we talk about that. He probably looks the leader. I suppose the only query for him is, is, is someone going to sit on him and, and run him down? And do what happened the other night. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. But 30.84, still a, still a good enough time, and that puts him right in the race. But two high-quality semifinals. Good crowd out there on uh, on semifinal night at Gawler, and, and no doubt there'll be a huge crowd there on Sunday. Uh, Mavo, we also had some uh, heats of the Mike Whitholtz yes. Masters Series. Yep. Mike, of course... Uh, uh, just such a big contributor to the greyhound racing world here in South Australia, particularly at the Gawler, the yeah. Gawler Club as well. Uh, what's this series about? And uh, can you tell us a bit more about what's going to play out uh, out of those three heats? Yeah, well, so the, the club approached GRSA and said they'd like to sort of honour Mike with, with a race um, with the final culminating on produce final night. And we're sort of looking at the, the, the areas of racing where perhaps some dogs don't get a, don't get a too many feature races. And yep. the Masters... There's a strong product that we have in South Australia, giving those older dogs racing opportunities. And, and the club felt it was uh, quite good to name uh, this event, a mixed masters event, over Mike, uh, you know, with Mike Widolts, who has been a wonderful contributor over the years for the Gawler Club and the community. and In the masters category himself. In the masters Matthew. category now, <laughs> so quite appropriate. Um, and with the three heats, yeah, they all qualify into an eight-dog final, $5,000 um, up for grabs on Sunday night and we saw some really nice heats, um, you know, smallish fields, but the, the final is going to be quite a, a good event. I mean, the first heat taken out by Aston Hebe for Paul Fagan, 23 um, dead. That dog ran with Colonel Trigger running second for Ray Barkler. Um, the second heat, Kelly's missile for Trevor Jessup showed really good speed. Kelly's missile is in really good form. Going really well. Got yeah, very of- strongly backed the run before as well and got the cash. Early speed as well, yeah, Yates. He yeah. just can just find the front pretty much from any box draw. Um, Victor Mikey was a good run, I thought. Yeah, um, followed through once second. it was able to get to the rail. He drew deep and then was eventually able to get to the fence and followed through quite nicely. Yeah. And then the third heat, the fastest qualifier, 2266, missed the ticket. Been a good dog for the Rawlings camp for a, a long while. Is a dog that does like it, probably prefers it a bit wider. So did a good job from box two to kick And there kick was pressure through. there as well, wasn't there? Yeah. So you had Indy Ghost on the outside and uh, something booting up the red maybe nearer the inside. But 
because he wasn't flash away, like he sort of stepped maybe that three-quarter length back but pushed really hard when the pressure was coming. So yeah. to run that time and maybe even have a little bit of improvement out of boxes as well, um, yeah, going to be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, so the box draw will be quite interesting. Indy goes to run second, eight-dog final. Box draw, really interesting to see where they line up. The likes of where does Kelly's missile draw, Victor yeah. Mikey, Mr. Ticket, and Aston Hebe from the first heat, where they all draw – um, we'll certainly go a long way to see who's favourite for the race and who's probably got the best chance. Um, as mentioned, $5,000 up for grabs on Sunday night. We might even get a smile out of Mike for the, for the <laughs> final. That would be good to see, actually. Uh, he's a ripper, no doubt about him. Um, what about uh, now Tim Richards? Uh, mm-hmm. He had he's on fire up in Queensland again. This is yep. for the Lightning series um, that he was actually able to win last year with with he's on fire up there. Yeah. Drew box six in the final and drew box five in the heats the other night and was a really nice win. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, sometimes Yates, it's a bit hard to keep track of where all of our dogs are racing across yep. the country. And um, yeah, he popped up to Queensland for Tim. Um, it's a it's a short course series, three thirty one meters, yep, I think. It is, um, and we know what brilliant early box speed this dog has, um, and and so the, he did win the race last year. But um, but that box speed was on full display the other night. Like it was a three thirty one race, like you mentioned. So these yep. are the the quickest beginners yep. of quickest beginners. Yep. And he was a length and a half in front, like that, straight out of boxes. So just lightning out of the boxes. The only thing that – because he's drawn box eight, um, it's just because he's going that fast. As long as he doesn't sort of give up some of the ground, if he gets at the front by racing wide, turning for home. Yeah. So probably that's the only thing. But, I mean, he's electric early. It's a really um, uh, financially beneficial race. I mean, it's like about twelve or 15000 to the winner for this race for a short-course dog. As mentioned, he won it last year. So yep. great training performance to get the dog into the final in another state and give himself a chance. So that'll be on Thursday night, Yates. He raced one, so really looking forward to that. Oh, well, good stuff. Uh, best of luck, Tim. We'll be uh, watching all eyes glued to the screens for, from Angle Park. Uh, we've got our uh, preview coming up next. We'll look at the Bay Road Queen, the Gawler Produce, and get some best bets for Thursday night. The Preview. Preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. Uh, as always, gamble responsibly. Well, Matho, uh, let's start with Thursday night. The Bay Road Queen final. Uh, yep. The Stayers Cup. Have you got the uh, the feel? And is there, is there an early market out yet, or a bit early for the uh, feature? No, a bit early for the feature. Um, so hopefully. Late on Wednesday, market should be up, but uh, wonderful final we've got. And just touching on Bay Road Queen, I mean, we this is the 17th, or sorry, the 18th running of the Stayers Cup. Been changed to the Bay Road Queen about seven or eight years ago to really recognise one of the best stayers South Australia's ever produced. Um, I mean, through her dominance in the early 80s, that she was effectively broke a 13-year record of dominance from New South Wales and Victoria at the Nationals. She was considered the best stayer in the country at that time, and she broke the Angle Park track record, you know, on two occasions inside a week. I mean, she was an absolute superstar. So a really um, race worth winning for these stayers and, and really good to recognise one of the stars of our track in the early 80s, just when we were sort of starting out our you know, interest yeah. into racing, Yatesy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mate, I didn't realise that 
you'd sort of got yourself to prime minister type status. Yeah. You, you've got a speechwriter. So these are speech notes. And he's got a speechwriter that sends through all the details for Thursday night. That's right. uh, you have gone up in the world, Matho. There's no doubt about that. Um, <laughs> now, how does the box draw look for the, uh, the feature on Thursday? Okay, so... Out of the red, Springvale Rex for Gavin Harris. Two is Corborn Attack for Tony Rasmussen. Three, Troy Intention for Clint Trengove. Four, Dashing Jinx, Clint Trengove. Five, Fantastic Luna for Elizabeth Chegia. Out of the six is Springvale Bray for Mick Giniotis. Seven, Zipping Patch, Ashley Griffiths. Eight, Zipping Neutron for Tim Aloisi. The reserves, Machismo, Poppy's Passion. But Yatesy... Um, what did you think of it when the box draw came out Thursday night after yep. the heats being run? Uh, what was your first impressions on on what you feel might happen on Thursday night? Well, I thought Zipping Neutron was naturally the one to beat. So on the back of what we'd seen Thursday night, quickest qualifier, drawn where it is in the final as well, generally likes that bit of room to move, can maybe tighten it up a bit on those bends as we spoke about before, yep. and really powerful down the back and in the home straight. So... That's where my first leaning went to. Then I went to, okay, what are the dangers? How does Zipping Neutron get beaten? Um, and I wasn't sure that they could, but I thought one way might be if an early leader is able to skip away and yeah. set up some sort of a break and there's any sort of tangling or whatever or the leader improves slightly. And I thought the lead could be Springvale Bray. Um I know it's not drawn ideally, but and Rex will be burning through early, I'm sure, yep. from box one. Um, I thought maybe he might be the fly in the ointment for Zipping Neutron. And the other one I liked uh, was Troy Intention. So yep. I really liked the way that Greyhound finished off. I, I've uh, drawn three in the final, I felt, was going to be able to slot to the rail early. And the way it charged through late, um, it had coming winner written all over it for me. Now, whether it's in this class on yeah. this night, I'm not sure. Whether it can, because it comes through the um, uh, the different heat to zipping neutrons. Yeah. So it's just, you can get a gauge time-wise, but, um, you know, whether he can get up to that level, um, history says he's done it before time-wise, but um, I really like the way he finished the race off. So that were my major three. Um, what did you think? Who do you think leads this race? You know, I'm with you. I think I think Springvale Rex probably leads. I know Springvale Bray led um, in in their heat, yep. but Springvale Rex has probably done it on a more consistent basis. And, so and draw where he wants to draw be. Draw where too. he wants to be. Yeah. So I think he definitely... I think he leads. Yep. I do, but there'll be pace in the race, so I don't. I think there'll be some gaps open up for some of these other dogs looking to get a run um, closer to the rail. Um, I, when the when the box draw came out and after the heats, I, I was looking at a bit like you, Zipping Neutron favourite. How do they beat Zipping Neutron? Clearly, the fastest qualifier in red hot form, um, and out in box eight, not a bad draw for the for a dog that does like to be a little bit wide. Yep. Clearly an eight dog field is is doesn't help that because you're going to be wide and there's more dogs in there. But I reckon a gap might open up early and if, if Zippy Neutron can, can sort of slot a bit closer to the rail midfield, a bit worse than midfield, and then in the straights use that power, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. So even though I think um, there could be a chance of someone pinching a break and him finding a bit of trouble... I just think he's still going to be, even with a little bit of adversity, I do think he's going to be the hardest to beat. So I've got Zippy Neutron on top. Yep. I think Springvale Rex will run a better race, I yep. think, because um, I do think that he will lead. And a bit like you, Troy Intention, um, really good run. 
and is going to get a not as long as he doesn't miss the kick too far yep. and he's not too far back. He should be hopefully be able to push up mid-race into a good position to challenge, and he's really powerful the last little bit. But a really exciting race, and we know the Stayers races, Yates, yep. wonderful exhibitions for the on-course and anyone watching on Sky Racing, so no doubt this will be another great addition. Yeah, the, the interesting part with Springvale Rex, um, and maybe part of the reason why on face value looked a bit disappointing um, after leading and getting a bit tired was... He hadn't had a distance run since mid-May. So he's yep. been over the sprint and then two 6.43 runs and then up to the longer trip. So, look, I can see there is probably a little bit of upside like you spoke about earlier on. Yep. The, the other one on querying, or two, there's two more that I'd like to just touch on quickly. Dashing Jinx, yep. who, I mean, how do you leave it out given he came home probably just as well as Zipping Neutron? Um, and the other one is Zipping Patch. Uh, yeah. Am I dropping off a bit early for a greyhound who has shown some real ability to power home at the end of its races. And once again, uh, was it just that that first run in three or four weeks that made it look a little bit disappointing comparative to what expectations may have been as to where it lobbed early in the race? Well, I think, Yates, it's, you make a valid point, um, particularly with the zipping patch. We, we know the quality of this greyhound. Took out the SA Distance Championship, very powerful at the end of, it, at the end of his races. And... Um, should get a nice drag across with Springvale Bray. Springvale yeah. Bray comes out as he did last week, or um, Zipping Patch gets across and could end up in that nice spot, just in off the speed. Um, and it and it was only its first run back, back with Ashley Griffiths after a Victorian campaign. Um, so you expect a little bit more improvement second up. Um, and and targeting this sort of race. So definitely, it's the one with Dashing Jinx. I mean, you could almost lock it in for probably a top four. Yeah. It probably hasn't won for a while. That's probably the only concern. It's probably going to be running home, but there's going to be other dogs running home at the same time. does like to use a bit of the track. So, again, box four, um, probably going to be a bit worse in midfield. So we'll have to come come past some strong dogs. But definitely would let, put it into your top four selections, yep. I would have thought. But, I mean, it's still um, – um, there's a lot of intrigue around the race as to what will actually happen, particularly early. But I think the main thing is there's enough speed in the race for some of the leaders to either pinch a break, but also to open up some gaps. Yep. So these dogs, I think, will get their opportunity. I, yep. I don't think there'll be too much bad luck in yep. the run. They'll have their chance. Uh, I've gone 8, 6, 3, and 4 just for the sake of numbers. Who, who are you, mate? I've gone 8, 1, 8, 1, 3, and I'll put in five fantastic Luna to fill a hole, I think, yep. for, for mine, for checking your team. Uh, hoping that dog can actually, you know, capture some of its absolute best form over the same trip. Now, what about the final of the Gawler Produce? This is Sunday night at Gawler. Uh, so here's the box draw. We've got Silk Sonic in box one. Uh, Victor Monty in two. Number three is Kurong Cam. Uh, box four is Victor Tony. Box five is Boom Boom Jinx. Uh, box six, See My Future. Uh, in the seven is Could Be King, and uh, box eight is Fantastic Tommy. Uh, that is the uh, final for uh, Sunday night. Pockets Watson and Elegant Ritzy, the two reserves in order there. Well, what a race we've got, Yatesy. Uh, time on an event, the Gawler Produce, one of the, the highlights of the Gawler Club's year on Sunday night. And again, when the box draw came out, I think everyone was looking to see where Kuron Cam and Fantastic Tommy would draw. Yep. And probably whoever drew inside the other dog would probably start favourite, probably. So I think Kuron Cam drawing three has a distinct advantage because it would seem as if he looks the natural leader. Um, 
I think the only thing, well, I think he looks later. Silk Sonic, the other Tim Richards dog out of the one, does have good speed. Missed the kick a little bit in the yeah. semi-final, but can actually lead. So it's got good enough speed. And that's the only thing that I could see just hold Coron Cam up a little bit from crossing to the front. But you expect it to lead. Silk Sonic probably lobs second. Fantastics Tommy shows some, hopefully some good speed from out wide. And um, the dogs in the middle, they don't have a, a lot of speed. So mm. they'll just be sort of jostling for some positions in behind. And the key, Yatesy, for mine is where's could be king yep. ultimately. Where does he land? Is he close enough to the speed? Can he run them down? Um, not to discount see my future, but I think going from box one to box six is going to be a bit of an issue I for that dog. I think it's a big problem. Yeah. yeah. So um, not to say that, that see my future couldn't produce another outstanding performance, but it's going to have to come from a lot further back, one would imagine. So I was looking at um, the dogs up on speed, the Coron Cam, Silk Sonic, Fantastic Tommy, and Could Be King. Where do you think Could Be King will land? Uh, and did you see it similar? Uh, I do see it pretty similar. Um, I, I thought See My Future and Fantastic Tommy were the two worst done by in relation to the box draw, yeah. comparative to what they did in the semifinals. Um, Could Be King is just uh, like Future Stars winner. Obviously, they're at Gawler, able to find itself into a spot, but has drawn deep here, got whacked around from pillar to post last week. Um I, look, I don't think he begins, obviously, as quick as Fantastic Tommy, who's going to want to go hard to the fence. Yep. I feel like he's he might get a little bit of clear room because if he can just miss that early Fantastic Tommy interference, who might be going down to the rail, which might be inconveniencing some of those other greyhounds, uh, Tony, Boom Boom, See My Future, that yep. might be sort of there, or he may even be a bit quick for them, perhaps. But, uh, look, I see Could Be King being fourth or fifth around that first bend, and not being a heck of a margin off them, yeah. but trouble-free, I don't know. Yeah. That's my problem. Uh, I think Curon Cam, the way it began from the eight and zipped over and found the lead, I don't see there being any issue with the three. I, I see it going boom, straight over, lead, yeah. set up, and I see it winning. So it's my top pick, Curon Cam. I put could be king in if I could put the asterisk there of being trouble-free on the first bend. Yeah. I put Fantastic Tommy in for third. A bit of a flyer if it's able to cross and lead. So um, it's not a crazy thought if, if you imagine that short first bend and it out and real no direct underneath speed apart from closer to the rail. It might just be able to get a bit of a slingshot around them. Yep. Um, and I'll put Silk Sonic in for fourth. I, I didn't think it was all that bad in the semis and it's come up with the one draw here. But yep. I've got Kuron Cam on top and... Um, I just wish he hadn't stumbled that last little bit last week. I would have been a lot more confident, but um, he's the on topper. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd, I'd have Coron Cam on top. I'm concerned. Uh, could be King is the blowout for mine. I think Could be King could easily win this race. Um, the thing with Could be King is, as you mentioned, if if he can lob about fifth, fourth or fifth, which I think would be a good spot, but no, no momentum halting yeah. um, interference. Correct. If he can just keep running into the race without that, he's going to be really dangerous at the end of this yep. event, I think. Um, regardless of Coron Cam will be up in the in the in the lead, but I think could be King can be running home. I think Silk Sonic for third. Um, fantastic Tommy, um, like you, probably would need to lead to win, um, and probably if it doesn't lead, probably going to be a bit tougher. But I'd be happy to put it in for four. So I'm a bit with you with the. The top four, I think they are the ones in the market. They, 
a lot of the other dogs who are drawn in the middle would need an awful lot of luck to go their way to either lead or to f- there's interference. Miss trouble. Yeah. 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 For that to occur. All right. Uh, what about Thursday night, Matho? As far as best bets go, uh, you've had a flick through the program. Who do you like there? I have. Um, really good program. 12 races on Thursday night. Um I like two Yatesy. I'm going to go. Don't tell I'm me Molly go, Irish is in the mix no, again for I, you, well, Matho. Absolutely. Well, Molly Irish has been really good to me and really good to anyone who's followed the dog cast and the selection of her. And I do like her, Yatesy, on an oh. each way basis, though. <laughs> yeah, she's, okay. she's in a hot race, race six, number eight, Molly Irish for Rob Harness. You get some nice. Figures about her. Yeah. She has a really good record from Box Eight. I reckon she's won about four races from out yeah, there. Yeah, she's going well. There's um, no doubt. I just think with this race, just in looking at it, Queen of Scotch, uh, clearly the dog to beat, but she doesn't necessarily like Box One. Yeah. And so she want to get off a bit. And there is a lot of speed through the middle. It's smudgy. Federal Outlaw, they will come out running. So I'm just thinking Molly Irish might just get a nice run across. And she was a good run last week in running third. So I reckon she's improving, getting better. I think on an each-way basis, got her. My other best bet um, will be race seven, number two, Ravers Army. Again, a really nice 595-metre race. Race seven, one one to look at on Thursday night. And drawn really well for Ravers Army, drawn close to the rail. Should be able to just cross straight onto the rail be just in behind the speed if it doesn't lead and be really hard to beat for Tim Aloisi. What did you like on the night on Thursday night? Yeah, well, that, that's uh, 595 races. Uh, you know, a lot of a rematch there of the Shane McQueen, isn't Pretty it? Pretty much, in, yeah. From, through the final. Uh, I've gone um, not with a lot of courage on Thursday night, actually, <laughs> Matho. I just need to get something on the board. I really like this uh, dog of Bill's one last kiss. Um mm-hmm. He has had two starts, two wins. He debuted on that really wet night, um, yeah. ran 30.59, went a couple of lengths better at his uh, subsequent run. He'll be really short, but I'll be taking him into a multi with four shadow, who'll also be short. Yes. Uh, it's in race four, number two, I thought. Um, he'd be diving through. Perpetual might just put a bit of pepper on early in the race, but I, I thought uh, he's going absolutely well enough to be taking out a race like that, and Kieran Corby's having a pretty good run um, of late. So... They're my two, race three, number four, into uh, race four, number two. She is having a great run. I mean, almost any maiden that bobs up with her just wins, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, got, got a nice litter, obviously, with the Seneki fabric uh, combination coming through at the moment and um, had a few of those go around at Angle Park again on, on Monday night. Uh, I think it was a win and a placing or something yeah. from, from that litter. So, uh, yeah, she's got a nice little team coming through. Uh, very good. Well, Matho, uh, I'll let you go and practice your little speech. Get my speech organised <laughs> for Thursday night. Anyone who come out onto the presentation dice will yeah. be there. It'll no be a big night, and uh, we look forward to it. The final of the Bay Road Queen uh, Sunday night. We've got the uh, Gawler Produce uh, yeah. at Gawler, of course. The uh, final of the uh, the Mike Whitholtz Masters too. So we yep. look forward to that. Big night. Looking forward to it. Encourage anyone get out onto the track Thursday night, Sunday night. Great feature racing in South Australia. Not to mention he's on fire in the first race at Albion Park. Good stuff, Matho. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Dogcast, and we'll see you at the track.